Welcome to Natural Kids Health Podcast, hosted by board-certified health practitioner Fraser Bridgman. Fraser shares how she went from world judo and jiu-jitsu champion to dedicating her life to helping her daughter, Michaela, who was struggling with life-threatening health issues. After helping her daughter get her health back, she has become a world-renowned health coach. Fraser now shares how you can help your own family achieve the health and wellness goals they deserve. Now here's Fraser. Hi, welcome back to the show. It's been a little while, took the holidays off. Happy New Year to everyone. I hope you all had a great Christmas season and a New Year's. And I'm just wishing you all the best for 2022. I hope it is your best year yet for health, happiness, and all the good stuff in life. Today, I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about the scoop on poop, which I've talked about briefly before, but in the context of constipation. And constipation is something that I want to say is something near and dear to my heart. My daughter, who has special needs, as most of you know, who has taught me everything I know and who has given me the inspiration to study and study and study everything that I have learned over the last 14 years has been because she has given me reason and context into which to have have to observe it and understand it and put it into practice. So for her, constipation was probably one of the most debilitating problems that she has ever faced in her life and therefore me as well. For her, it never really dawned on me as a mom or as a person. I have never personally dealt with problems with constipation. And not to say you don't have the odd day once in a while where you feel like you should go more or where you skip a day. And to be quite honest, if that ever happens, I feel very irritable and uncomfortable. So I'm very grateful that I don't have that problem on a regular basis. But for some people, it is absolutely life altering. It can significantly impact your quality of life. And for my daughter, Michaela, it was definitely the case. It impacted and it hurt her quality of life to a massive degree for many, many years, if not for her entire life. There are many reasons that someone will have problems with constipation. There's, you know, numerous factors that go into it. So today we're going to focus on, you know, the most common problems that and most easily fixed problems that you can do to fix constipation in your children and in yourself. It's something that Children and young children are often actually very prone to when they're learning to be potty trained. They kind of have this, whether it's an embarrassment or a fear of the sensation of going, they kind of are realizing about their bodies a little bit. They're maybe still in diapers. You're also not actually really sure on how much water they're consuming. So it can kind of go unchecked quite easily for many children. And then unfortunately, these little kids grow into bigger kids who kind of have learned patterns of behavior that they might, you know, have recognized that it's quite painful to go to the washroom when they haven't gone in a couple of days and they kind of actually hold it in on purpose so that they don't have to kind of risk the the having that happen where it's painful for them. So there's kind of a lot that contribute to it. As a parent or a caregiver, what's important to kind of pay attention to, and it is important, I just want to kind of stress that, is that you kind of pay attention to how often they are going. In an ideal world, we actually would go to have a bowel movement after every meal. So three times a day um, would be kind of 
shoot for the stars and in an ideal world because then your body is not holding on to waste. So what happens is your nutrients are absorbed through your small intestines after your food goes through the stomach and then it goes through the large intestines where water then is pulled back into your body to keep you hydrated and what remains in the colon and that passes through his bowel movements is kind of what the body just chose not to have. So you that not the good stuff. Often it's the toxins and the waste products. And if it sits in there for longer periods of time, your body can really actually reabsorb it. And I'm we've used the terminology leaky gut before. And this is very much a problem that we face. And it's definitely something that we want to avoid because it's toxicities that leak back into our uh, bloodstream and that cause inflammation throughout our bodies, causing a variable degree of problems depending on, you know, your genetics and how uh, good your detoxification pathways are to re-get rid of this. So ideally, we are eating our food and it is going through that digestive process and then it is getting eliminated right away and not sitting in the colon and certainly not sitting there for, you know, longer than 24 hours and risking being absorbed back, allowing small particles of these pathogenic sometimes things to go back into the bloodstream. So what can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen? Well, like I said, we want to kind of make sure the child is going every day. And you also want to look at the consistency of what it is. It's very easy when your child's still in diapers. I mean, obviously, you're right down there. You are seeing it for yourself. But as they get potty trained, it's something really, I mean, if you can stay kind of involved in for quite some time and kind of something that it should be a conversation with your child about if they're saying that it was hard to do or if there actually are some significant signs that perhaps they're holding on too long. You can actually see the child kind of clenching down their jaw, having a red face, kind of squeezing their bum, kind of just kind of like forcing pressure to stay in. Certainly asking them, you know, why they're doing that, what's up, making it a good flow of conversation, not to be shamed of going to the bathroom. We're talking about it. Hopefully you can make it actually a fun topic of the household, which I know sounds weird, but in an ideal world, I mean, you know, everybody does go to the bathroom and it is really important and vital to optimal health. So learning young that you shouldn't be ashamed of it and that it is actually super important. So if your child's poop looks like rabbit poop, little small balls. This is a very big sign that your child is one dehydrated and suffering from constipation. Of course, if you know for a fact that your child is not going every day, again, this is constipation. And even if they're going every day, but it's really not a significant amount, it's still constipation. And just to make it even more complicated, if they're having watery stools, it can still be very much a sign of constipation because what can happen is you get a hard stool or a, a ball of stool somewhere in the large intestine and all that the water can go around it and kind of and leak out and that's all that's coming through so as much as they think or you think maybe they're going if it is pure water and it goes on for more than a couple of days usually this is actually in children and adults, a sign of constipation and that there is something that needs to kind of be broken up in there. And there's ways to do this, stool softeners and such, and really just increasing their water intake and improving their intake of dietary fiber. So if constipation is something that you or your child suffers from, I want to go over some really easy and simple ways that you can kind of make it a priority to get you more regular. 
I know lots of adults who even still have this. I mean, in our society, we don't eat enough healthy food. We're not eating leafy greens and salads every day. We're really not even in taking in enough water on a daily basis. Like the average person just really isn't. We kind of justify to ourselves, you know, that we're drinking juice and we're giving our kids Gatorade and pop and we ourselves are drinking coffee and tea and all liquids are not created equal. And I think this is an important fact to remember and really teaching our kids from a young age to be drinking good quality filtered water. And I've done a podcast on not drinking tap water. So make sure you realize that I'm not saying, please give your children lots of tap water. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm saying give them lots and lots of filtered water. They should be drinking eight glasses of water, filtered water every day. And it's a habit that if you start young, it is so much easier as you go into adulthood because it just becomes part of your day to day. It's a hard habit to break of this only drinking juice and these sugary sweet things because you kind of grow immune to the sweetness of it. So kind of breaking that habit or not teaching that habit at all to begin with is, you know, key to a lot of health concerns. But definitely with constipation, you want your child to be consuming lots and lots of water every day on a regular basis. So the second thing that would be very, very beneficial is increasing their fiber intake. Now, in the beginning, so of course, we want to change dietary intake of fiber. We want our children and ourselves to be consuming vegetables and fruit, eating an apple a day, leaving the skin on our vegetables that have roughage in it and where it's higher in fiber. We want to teach them to eat salads. But let's say... Most children are very picky, and if that habit hasn't started at a young age, it takes some time to kind of convince them to change their dietary intake, regardless of, you know, sometimes how much we can try to make them. It doesn't always work, you know, depending on the age of your child and their personality, their vibrance of their personality, they might really be resistant to sudden changes in their diet. And, you know, we have to be respectful of that. And we have to be honest with ourselves about how quickly that's going to go over. I'm sure if you realize your child suffers from constipation, it would would be hard pressed to be like, okay, well, from now on, we're eating a salad for lunch every day. Like, it's just probably not going to happen. But small changes over time make big changes over time. So just, you know, adding carrot sticks and making sure that their baked potato at night keeps their skin on and adding an apple every day. You know, these are like the little things that really add up and make a difference. So in the short term, of course, you want to give them relief and of course, make sure that that stool's not sitting in there for days at a time. I know with my daughter, there was days or sorry, weeks where she was going, not going for six days in a row. And honestly, it's awful. And she would get so incredibly irritable and she would get sick a lot because I mean, if you have all that toxicity sitting in you, you're more prone to getting sick because your body's already fighting off, doing a lot of work to keep things at bay. And it's also very painful. So if your child suffers from extreme irritability and you can't really find a cause, you could also look into constipation and try and do a, a kind of a clear out and see, you know, often you see them just feel a lot better and have a better mood on top of everything else. So I would also just use a supplementation in the beginning because uh, the diet's going to take time. And I recommend at advanced fiber support. So 
it helps the bowels to kind of relax. It brings in fiber. It's all natural. So, you know, bringing in things that the body recognizes as normal food, nothing. I don't think that you should be using anything like synthetic or medication if if not necessary. There is a time and a place for all of that if it gets severe, but definitely if you stay on top of it, I highly recommend starting with advanced fiber support. Actually, I like the one from Equilife, to be honest. It has all just natural ingredients in it. So, you know, on top of having some iron in it, which I like, a small amount of iron. It also has psyllium husk powder, flaxseed flour, rice bran, apple pectin, figs, and prunes. So first of all, all those foods on their own would be great add-ins to their daily diet. Definitely psyllium husk is a great supplement, but having all these together has really scientifically proven to be a really great cure for constipation. And you can start with one and they're actually in capsules. So what you do for younger kids, obviously, if they don't swallow that, that you just break it open and give it to them on what do they, whatever they eat, applesauce, whatever they would eat, you can just pour it out onto them. And you can work your way up to three. So depending on how bad it is or how small your child is, you'll start with one. And if then they don't go the next day, you're going to do two the next day. If they don't go the next day, you're going to go up to three. Again, with each capsule, you're making sure that they drink a full glass of water. It is super important. Like dehydration is the main cause of constipation. So just it's quickest and easiest way to kind of get on top of it and stay on top of it. So second, I definitely would recommend magnesium. Magnesium is something that I talk about often. And I would say 80% of people, if not more, are low in magnesium. And it is a supplement uh, that helps with so many processes in the body from nervous, calming the nervous system. Of course, I'm going to do a whole podcast just in a couple of weeks about magnesium all on its own. So I will save the details for that. But in sight of constipation, magnesium citrate powder is absolutely like the gold standard for something that you know has very quick effectiveness has very little side effects you can't really overdose in magnesium so like the side effect of getting too much would be loose stools so often what you would see is actually some a child who sleeps better has a bit more less anxiety calms down and goes to the bathroom so like there's just like so many good things that adding to it. So what you would do is you, I like magnesium calm. It's not expensive. You find it in your local drugstore or health food store. And I would start with one teaspoon. It's a powder that you put in warm water. And I say, give it right after dinner. You put one teaspoon stirred up into uh, some warm water and have them drink it. And you can work yourself up to two teaspoons. So just like I talked about with the advanced fiber support, you would start with one teaspoon. If they don't go the next day, the next night you would give two teaspoons. And then if their stools are too loose, because you're going to do this for a few days until you find the right regime for them, you know, but really going forward, if this is something they've struggled with regularly, you're going to kind of keep it in the regime. You know, maybe it's one teaspoon, maybe it's half a teaspoon after dinner every night for a while until they are regulated. And I still use it not for this purpose, but you know, it's very calming and I get a better night's sleep. So if I've had a stressful day, which is often, (laughs) I kind of nightcap with some magnesium calm. And maybe that's why I don't have that problem with constipation. I don't know, probably. So definitely getting on board with that for your child or for yourself, whoever is suffering. 
definitely increasing it up to two teaspoons. Absolutely no harmful effect of that whatsoever. It actually tastes pretty good. You can get it in a raspberry or a lemon, so you're not going to find your kid, you know, kind of really resisting having it. It doesn't taste bad at all. So that's fine, and that's kind of an easy thing to do. And lastly, if it's something that's ongoing and if they have other gut issues, I definitely getting in touch with an integrative health practitioner, um, maybe running an organic acids test where you see all their bowel function, neurotransmitter functions is highly recommended. And food sensitivity tests can also kind of help contribute to it. But if you had to choose, I would definitely do the organic acid test, making sure they don't have yeast overgrowth in their intestines, making sure they don't have bacterial overgrowth in their intestines, things that can really contribute also to more gut health issues. I would also say then that you could add in a probiotic. So there's lots of hype about probiotics. You really want to look for a multi-strain daily probiotic. I also like the daily one from Equilife as well. It has a eight different strains of beneficial bacteria. It's made so it can go, you know, live through the acidity of the stomach and actually get to the intestines where some can't do that. Definitely, there's lots of research showing that can help relieve constipation. The GI tract is like a, a very complex ecosystem of trillions of microorganisms. And it's just important that your overall gut function is taken care of. And if your child's ever been on things like antibiotic or other medications, that you really just understand that there can be inflammation and it can affect the immunity. And so adding a probiotic after, you know, every course of antibiotics and if they just really have general poor digestion to begin with, bloating, gas, these things, and constipation, of course, like we're talking about, then adding in a high-quality probiotic with multi-strain is highly recommended. So I hope that was helpful today. I know for me, the struggle was real for my daughter. I wish that I had someone who could sit me down and give me all of these words of wisdom many years ago. And I just hope that if you know anybody that could use this information, that you please would share it with them. And again, Happy New Year, and we will speak to you soon. We'd love for you to continue listening on your journey to developing happy, healthy kids. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Need one-on-one guidance for your family? Schedule a free consultation with Fraser at FraserBridgman.com and we'll be thrilled to work with you. Again, that's FraserBridgman.com. Thanks for listening to Natural Kids Health with Fraser Bridgman.